The Bible Study Podcast, episode 336. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the Gospel of John with the death of Lazarus. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. I hope you enjoyed your holidays, your Christmas and New Year's, and we're going to get back to a study of the Gospel of John, picking it up where we left off in John 11. As you may recall, Jesus was north by Galilee, and he got word that Lazarus was sick. And instead of rushing right back down there and healing Lazarus, he waited. He tarried for a while until he heard that Lazarus had died. And then he said he was heading to Jerusalem, even though the disciples pointed out they were trying to kill you back there. And so now Jesus is coming to Jerusalem. John 11, verse 17. On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Now Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she said. I believe you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who has come into the world. There's this great interaction here between Jesus and Martha. And Martha and Mary and Lazarus are dear friends of Jesus. And we don't know where this friendship started. We don't know why they became such good friends. We do have the story of Mary and Martha and their conflict between the two as Mary wanted to sit at Jesus' feet and learn. And Martha wanted to make sure that everybody was served and was doing her proper role as a servant. So Jesus has been to their house. He has taught people from their house. He's grown close to these two sisters and to their brother, Lazarus. And now Lazarus is dead and people are mourning him. So Jesus comes, even though he had put his life at risk, and he is there for Martha, albeit late, as Martha points out. If you had been here, my brother would not have died. She believes in the power of Jesus to heal. And then she has that interesting statement, even now... I know that God will do whatever you ask. Is Martha saying, I believe that even now with Lazarus dead, you can heal him. Even now you can bring him back to life. I don't know. She's going to be a little surprised later on, so I don't know. But they have this conversation where Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. Our hope for life is in Jesus. And this is not just our hope for life ever after, for life in the sweet by and by. Because you'll notice that Jesus said, whoever lives by believing in me, that the act of believing in Jesus, the relationship we establish with God through Jesus is a source for life now and then also later. There will be life, death, and then life after also. And then Jesus says very plainly to Martha, do you believe this? And Martha says, yes, you're the Messiah, you're the Son of God. And we have to remember that Jesus is finding Martha in deep mourning for her brother, her dear brother. 
even in the midst of that mourning, even in the midst of her anguish, she has the clarity to see what many people have not seen yet is who Jesus is. Even as she is dealing with her frustration that Jesus didn't come in time, she sees who Jesus is. And we often talk about the faith of Mary, but what wonderful faith Martha shows also in this passage. Continuing on, after she said this, she went back and called her sister Mary aside. The teacher is here, she said, and is asking for you. When Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet entered the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who had been with Mary in the house comforting her noticed how quickly she got up and went out, they followed her, supposing she was going to the tomb to mourn there. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him? He asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, See how he loved him. But some of them said, Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? As I look at this story, and I look at Mary and the grief that she is expressing as she comes and falls at Jesus' feet, I think of it not just as pleading, because her words that she's saying are not pleading with Jesus, but just that she hasn't the strength to stand at this point. She is so drained and so grieving this loss of her dear brother. And Jesus is also moved by this. But you'll notice the two different responses. Unlike Mary's faith, even at this time of mourning, we get some people who say, look how he loved Lazarus. And others say, yeah, but why did he not come? Why did he not save him? Couldn't he have saved this dear friend? If he's such a good friend, why is he dead? Now, we have to remember that despite whatever is going to happen in the rest of this chapter, that Lazarus is dead, that Lazarus did die. And so anything that Jesus is going to do at this point is not done as the part of the eventual resurrection that Jesus talked about with Martha, but is more of a temporary measure done, I believe, to show the power of God. Death is someplace we are all heading. Whether Jesus came in time or didn't come in time, Lazarus was going to die, and Lazarus did eventually die later on. Again, but first, we get this. Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there is a bad odor, for he has been there four days. Then Jesus said, Did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and cloths around his face. Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. And so, at least for a time, Lazarus lives again. Lazarus and Mary and Martha are restored in their relationship. Their brother is back from the dead. But notice that Martha, who believes that Jesus is the resurrection and the life, 
who believes that he is the son of God. She's still expecting that when you open a dead man's tomb, you find a dead man. And even though she believed when Jesus was saying, didn't I tell you if you believe you'll see the glory of God? I think she may have been thinking someday. And I think we often think someday. And I wonder if we miss the glory of God around us today. And certainly Martha, I think, wasn't ready for what she was going to see. And the people around them were not ready for what they were going to see, because the story continues. Therefore, many of the Jews who had come to visit Mary and had seen what Jesus did believed in him. But some of them went to the Pharisees and told them what Jesus had done. Then the chief priests and the Pharisees called a meeting of the Sanhedrin. What are we accomplishing? They asked. Here is a man performing many signs. If we let him go on like this, everyone will believe in him, and then the Romans will come and take away both our temple and our nation. Then one of them named Caiaphas, who was high priest that year, spoke up, You know nothing at all. You do not realize that it is better for you that one man die for the people than that the whole nation perish. He did not say this on his own, but as high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus would die for the Jewish nation, and not only for that nation, but also for the scattered children of God, to bring them together and make them one. So from that day on, they plotted to take his life. Therefore, Jesus no longer moved about publicly among the people of Judea. Instead, he withdrew to the region near the wilderness to a village called Ephraim, where he stayed with his disciples. When it was almost time for the Jewish Passover, many went up from the country to Jerusalem for their ceremonial cleansing before the Passover. They kept looking for Jesus, and as they stood in the temple courts, they asked one another, What do you think? Isn't he coming to the festival at all? But the chief priests and the Pharisees had given order that anyone who found out where Jesus was should report it so that they might arrest him. So two different reactions again. People see Lazarus raised from the dead and they either accept him or they decide that he should die. And that seems like a rather different reaction. But their concern here is not that he is not who he says he is. Their concern here is not that the miracle is fake. Their concern here is that people will believe in him and we will lose everything we have. People will believe in him and there will be an uprising against the Romans. They are afraid in the same way that the disciples are hoping that Jesus will lead them in rebellion against the Romans, that he is a Messiah who's come to kick the Romans out, which he isn't. But that's what they're afraid of, or that's what they're hoping for. Everyone is starting to see him as the Messiah, to some a promise, to some a threat. It's interesting that some people went directly from watching him raise a man from the dead to the Sanhedrin to tell him what happened. Went directly from, I'm seeing a miracle, to this is a problem. Ignoring the fact that this miracle came through the power of God and that God must have something in mind if Jesus is doing this. But they were so concerned with what? With that they might lose what they have. I'm reminded of the monkey trap that you've probably heard of. There's supposedly a monkey trap that they use in places that have monkeys that need trapping, where you take a jar and you make an opening in the jar that is just small enough for a monkey's hand to go into. And you put something sweet in the trap and the monkey will grab it, but won't be able to get their hand out of the jar because 
they would have to let go of whatever this sweet is that they have grabbed. And they are trapped because they cannot open their hand again and give up the bait. How sometimes we too can't let go of the things that we have, the material possessions, the positions that we have, the jobs that we have, the life that we have, our hands get so clenched in fists tightly gripping the things that we have that we fail to let go and let God. We fail to let go and see what God is doing in this situation. That's what happened then, and I think that happens to us from time to time. I pray that as you approach this new year, for those of you who are caught up on your listening, that you will unclasp your hands, that you will let go or be willing to let go of the things that you have to receive what God will give you. With that, we'll end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. With that, we'll end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Chris2x. And as always, thanks so much for listening. Hi, I'm Zach. And I'm Randy. And we're from Salty Saints Podcast. We're a theology and apologetics podcast. We hope to better equip you to be salt and light for your community. Uh, We hope that we can help you to go out and be a reflection of Jesus Christ to those around you, uh, to your friends and your family, and especially to those that do not know Christ. To find out more, subscribe at lifeaudio.com.